Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk. Now, while most of us will be enjoying some much needed R&R here on Monday, in the UK, many will be taking time off for a different reason. National Sicky Day is taking place this Monday and it aims to highlight the importance of promoting employee well-being and reducing absenteeism in the workplace. But how important is this? Joining me now to discuss this is Caroline Reedy of the HR Suite and Adam Greenfield, the co-founder of Work Well Life. Thank you for joining us. Um, Adam, I might start with you, if I may. National Sicky Day, I don't like even the title of it. it. It seems to almost bear out a connotation of I'm not going to work today and somebody, my fellow employees or my employer is going to have to bear the cost. Tell me about the background to this National Sicky Day. Thank you. Thank you so much, Bobby. So National Sicky Day first came around in 2011 from some work by a law firm. And they basically came to a conclusion that it was the most common day for people to take off in the calendar year. So whether it's a myth or whether it's reality, um, we're not exactly sure why. We think it might be to do with high levels of anxiety, depression, maybe colds and coughs, or even seasonal affective disorder. Or it could simply be the fact that it's the first weekend after payday. Um, it had, does have a negative connotation. You know, you wouldn't want to be one of those people that phones in sick on Monday because obviously, you know, your your employers like to think, are you pulling a sickie? Which is not 100% fair, I think, to to a significant group of the population. Could I suggest to you that one of the big, I suppose, differentiators here, Adam, is that, you know, if you look at the absentee rate for a place where people uh, enjoy a very... I suppose, well-funded sick pay scheme versus a place that you don't get paid if you don't turn up. The, st- the statistics around um, the rate of, of absenteeism is much, much higher in any funded system. So does that inadvertently go to actually, because it's funded, does it increase the uh, likelihood of absenteeism? Well, that's an interesting question. I think when you look at the statistics around Europe and compare them with the UK, I think the UK, ironically, has a very, very low rate of absence. Um, if you compare it to, say, Germany, where they have a lot um, a lot more significant absences, they have a much better established sick pay scheme. So there is some correlation between if you have a very good structured sick pay, then people are more likely to be honest with why they're going off sick. Whereas here what we're having is we're starting to see people affected what they're saying, pulling a sickie when, you know, they probably may be suffering with some mental health challenges, etc. So they probably shouldn't be at work, but we then start phrasing it like they're pulling a sickie. So I think your point is really valid, Bobby. Okay. And just before I go and bring Caroline Reedy in, can can I ask you then about, I suppose, uh, why... Uh, one would, if if there was a, res- de- depending on the type of employment, say. So if I'm, if I'm somebody who's tasked with opening a shop, for instance, for instance, and I know that if I don't turn up for work, that there's going to be twelve people standing outside that shop. Uh, whereas if I'm going to be maybe an extra relief person to relieve breaks in a system that has loads of staff, again, I'm just trying to differentiate that the likelihood of me showing up in the of of not showing up in the second scenario is much higher because other people 
aren't so dependent on me. Does that come into the thinking here? Yeah, and I think what you're actually highlighting is a thing called presenteeism, right, which is where people will go to work despite them feeling not optimal. So whether they've got physical or mental health challenge, but they still feel the need to be pressurized to go into work. So if you're that type of person that has to go in and open that shop up to make sure that everyone else can get in and do their job, then even if you're not feeling up to it, you're likely to still turn up. And that in itself poses some challenges because the research shows that presenteeism, where you turn up and you're not 100% fit, it can actually be 12 times more costly than people going absent and call, call, effectively um, throwing a sickie or being truly sick. Okay. Uh, stand by, Adam. Uh, let's bring in Caroline Reedy from the HR suite. Caroline, you've been listening to uh, Adam there. Um, and again, let's, you know, that's, I, I don't, I, I, I imagine there isn't going to be a huge disparity between Ireland and the UK when it comes to the statistics. But, you know, is absenteeism a problem in Irish business? It absolutely is, Bobby, and I suppose we've just seen the introduction of the new statutory sick pay scheme here in Ireland, where I suppose it's giving people initially three days um, sick pay up to a maximum amount of pay. But that is probably just a very basic starting point because without doubt, because people are working from home a lot more now, you have a lot more people who are working through being unwell because they feel they're at home. They should continue to work. And obviously the practice of if you have, for example, a mental health issue, you might want to say that at work and you want to maybe be vague. You absolutely can do that. But I suppose it's about looking for support and having that open door policy in the work environment to support people whenever they need it and being absent and sick. It's getting to the underlying cause, I think, in most cases. And let's be honest, it's the time of year that people are going to have an odd day here and there with illness sickness, flus, etc. But it's, if it's a bit more common than that, that's when we need to start kind of looking at those underlying causes. You mentioned there working from home, Caroline, and, and again, I'd suggest to you that it's probably easier now to go sick or to be or to not go to work because you now have the work from home place, as in, you know, almost who knows what's happening in some ways if you're working from home. In other words, there's a there's a bit more of a disconnect when you can't see the employee. Um, and again, I'm not saying that people are, maybe some people are, but I'm, I'm not saying that, you know, people are, are uh, you know, reporting sick when they're not. But I'm sure that does happen. I suppose that happens anyway. You know, you'll have that. But that would be a very, very small minority of people. I suppose, like always, the employment relationship is based on the foundation of trust. We have to trust employees are at work and working when they say they are. And we have to give them that autonomy to make a decision that, look, I'm not well enough today to be at work or I am. I think what we're finding, though, is most people are exceptionally productive now. The workload people have is quite demanding. So there's no opportunity to not be working. You might have, for example, the opportunity to put on the washer, but you'll make up for it in other ways. And I think that has really helped with attraction, retention, etc. And now we have a very good blend where people are coming in to the office as well. But I think it's for people that might have you know, mental health issues. They might be struggling due to personal challenges. Because we're not as connected maybe somebody now the issue isn't nipped in the bud as easily or they're not getting that support from the organization or their manager as readily 
So I think it's those kind of watch outs that right. might be areas we can improve in terms of that absenteeism. Okay, well, look, it's a it's a subject we'll be returning to. It's it's a massive issue at some level, but it's also you know with this move to wellness and employee well being and all that that all needs to be uh, taken into account. But uh, uh, thank you to my guests, uh, Caroline Reedy from the HR Suite and Adam Greenfield, co-founder of Work Well Life. I appreciate you joining us this morning. Down to business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.